It's Friday, April 16th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 566 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour and three minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. And I'm Brodor. Okay, I'm Brodor. <laughs> We're going to start with you today. I was a little paranoid because you looked over at the monitor at the spiking of my voice and you were like, okay, Brodor, I thought you were going to restart the recording because I'm too loud. No, actually, the recording for all four of us probably is a bit overamped, so I may back the levels off here in a minute. But no, I do that at the start of every episode. I look back at the recording just to make sure we're getting audio and it's picking up everyone and nobody's levels are wildly out of acceptable ranges. Like I said, they are a bit high, so I'll probably back the main down here in a moment. But Before we get into it, I just want to say that my wife and I have been having so much intercourse (laughs) during the pandemic because we're stuck at home with nothing to do. So we, each other. we just call it the slamdemic. That's just what we've been doing. Just slamming. Slamdemic. Phenomenal. You know, if we had a part of this show where we were trying to send out messages of encouragement to our listeners, I still don't think that would fit in there. <laughs> now, you notice I didn't drop an F-bomb and I said intercourse. I know. Are, are, I, are you wanting us to be proud of you? Yes. For that? Dude. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Well, too, well, I mean, I guess I walked into that. So, <laughs> episode 565, when Aisha was editing that, you want to guess how much time she dropped from that episode? Because it is uncensorably bad. <laughs> like, no amount of beeping will fix it. Out of, an like, an hour and five minute recording, mm-hmm. hour and five, hour and ten minute recording, she dropped 17 minutes. Wow. Almost a quarter of am, the show had I, to be cut. Am I still in the episode? <laughs> I don't know. Are you still on this podcast? <laughs> well, after that, I don't know. I guess we should ask Aisha. <laughs> so you've got a thing going on in your game right now. I need you to reorient right. me on what the issue so was. If you then. didn't listen to the episode where I was complaining about one of my players, I was getting ready to run a D&D game and I have a friend who got a lot of gaming experience, but it's all D&D and he's tired of playing D&D, but he's a regular member of my group, blah, blah, blah. So I reached out to him and asked him, you know, is this something that you're interested in doing? If not, no hard feelings. I won't be butthurt. If you don't want to play, you don't want to play. I mean, if he came to me and said, dude, I'm running riffs, I would be like, cool, that's awesome. When you guys move on to the next game, let me know. <laughs> when you move you on know? to a real yeah, game. Yeah, no, I mean, and, I mean I'm just, I'm not going to do mega damage, but right. I'm also not going to deride it. And I'm not going to show up to something yeah. that isn't for me. So I don't want to throw the other members of my group under the bus, but there was a little bit of sense that this particular person, we're going to call him the actor, was <laughs> not into playing this particular style of D&D game. But he and I went back and forth and eventually, okay, you know what, Mike, I want to play. I'm going to be there. Da, 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 da. Great. So my buddy, we've been gaming together for a long time. Want him to be happy. Wonderful. So I was irritated because we spent a lot of time, I feel, that was wasted having a conversation around and around and around when it's just yes or no. Mm. Yes, I'm interested in playing. Here are my reservations. 
No, I'm not interested in playing. And here's why I appreciate you asking. That's it. That's all I needed. I didn't need to spend a ton of time bickering with him back and forth over this stuff, but whatever, let it go. Put my big boy pants on or big person pants or whatever the fuck I'm supposed to say right now. Just not the F word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know I, I can think of a few more words you can't say. Uh, well, well, he's doing but good in that sentence. In sorry, that sentence, the there. only part I had a problem so, was the F word, not, right. not the boy. Well, here, here we go. I put on my adult trousers. Yes. Okay. There you go. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm already on edge with this guy. One of my players who I certainly am not going to out said to me recently after a conversation about mm-hmm. the actor, he's like, well, we need a nickname for him. So the uh, actor. No, we're, no we're, they, he's we've got a second person now. We're, we're going to call him without papers. So, <laughs> Can we call him anything? But that? <laughs> sure. Well, not anything but sure. that. But there's got um, we're, we we'll call him we'll call him Cue Ball. All right, that I can live with. All right, so Cue Ball is like, are you sure you want actor to play in this game? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love actor. He's my friend. Of course, I want him to play. He's like, yeah. Cue Ball's like, dude, <laughs> I know you love actor, and I know you and actor are friends. These are two. That's not what things, my question right? was. Yeah. My question was, do you want actor to play in the game? And I was like, of course I do. So, anyway, fast forward to session you were not zero. Grocking his question, did you? No, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah. and that's going to come up. Yeah, let me put a pin in that. All right. So, any which way, actor and I go round and round and round and round. Actor's like, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. Great, I'll be there. So, for actor, I lay out everything. This is when we play. This is the time we start. Here is our every other week schedule. This is the day we begin. We're going to do a zero session. Give me your Gmail addresses here or all the documents. You be as informed or ignorant as you want to be. If you come to my house with nothing, no rule book, no dice, no pencils, no nothing, no knowledge of the world, don't flip and care. Come on, have a seat. I love you. We're going to game. So everybody shows up at my house. We get ready to make characters. An actor is late. Whatever it happens, sure. right? He's got a job. We all have lives. Actor shows up and he's very irritable and angry and frustrated and flighty and is just not feeling it. So I try to be patient with him because you know what? I don't know his situation, man. I don't know what's going on in his life. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on, right? And plus it's the middle of a pandemic and those of us who suffer mental illness are it's even worse, right? Anyway, so actor sits down, going back and forth and immediately, man, f-ing he's in on me. Just like, hmm. well, let me ask this. In fact, there is one subject matter that I wanted to address, but I'm afraid to talk about it on the show because I think it's too politically sensitive. So whatever. Actor starts asking me all these questions and I look at him. I'm like, dude, actor, are you mad at me? Like, what did I do to have you come at me this way? Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm getting the sense that you don't want to do this. And so basically you you're trying to run a D&D four. edition using the brilliant too expensive to buy from fantasy flight midnight campaign setting gotcha and everybody is on board and this guy does not generally play that kind of game he doesn't want to play D &D because he doesn't want to do math finder he doesn't want to do number crunching he doesn't want to do totally totally get but then he's like i want to be with you guys and so i'm going to play this game if anyone who has a history of listening to the show in the last few years that I've been on, you know that when I run a D&D game, we're not having 3.5 fights per session. Right. It's not Yeah, you guys happening. 
I almost said it, but I didn't. It's not, it's not going to happen. So he played in a two plus year fifth edition D and D game with me. He knows how I do. He yeah. knows what the game's going to be. It's going to be role playing. Yeah. It's going to be a plot. Exactly. Yeah. So he's just laying into me with all these questions. And I'm like, dude, are you yeah. serious? What, what is going on? Like, I, I don't understand why you're coming at me so intensely and so aggressively. So but he wasn't just like asking questions. There was it was a tone the tone at which yes, okay. exactly. It wasn't like so, Mike. What is this about the world? It was like, more of an interrogation. Yeah, you're not going to have a whole lot of fighting, are you? Than an than an interview. And I was like, I was like, what? Okay, you know what? He's had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the session, this is where things get irritating to me. At the end of the session, he's like, so when are we playing again? I was like, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We starting at six. We are. Well, I'm on call. I might have to work Saturday morning. Okay. And he left. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, dude, I can't believe that you totally caved on the issue that you're not going to talk about on the podcast because it's too politically charged. <laughs> and I was like, I caved because I didn't want to have the fight. Right. Because I knew that if I had reacted instinctively in that moment, I would have right. been mad at him. And she's like, but then when he left, he asked you all those questions about the game. You guys spent well over an hour going over all of this stuff. Previously. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that chaps my ass. Yeah. That absolutely, absolutely chaps my ass. But as I said to my wife, I said, look, my entire life as a person, but particularly as a gamer, because I'm sensitive about something that I create and I'm, I'm, I'm very thin skinned. And if people mock or deride the thing that I've created. I really take it to heart. And I shouldn't. I know. But I was like, look, when that sort of thing happens, I am going to react in a very, very angry, aggressive way. And when he asked me stupid, politically related question originally, I was like, just the f*** out of my house. Yeah. Or what the f***? That's the stupidest goddamn question I've ever heard in the entirety (laughs) of of my gaming career. But I didn't do that. I said, well, there may be an exception. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to be better about it. I'm trying not to be angry. So a couple days later, I'm like, hey, everybody, do me a favor. Take a picture of your character sheet. Just send it to me because I'm going to put together a little matrix that I have behind the game master screen because I am pro screen All when right. it comes to D&D for sure. So I'm going to have a little combat matrix behind the screen. So I don't have to ask you what your AC is so that I don't have to say, what's your passive perception? What's yeah. your touch AC? I just want to have all that stuff. Right. So he doesn't send it. He doesn't send it. Two of the guys do have to coax a couple of other people. Mm. The chef lives with me. So yeah. I have her character, whatever. Pretty normal, pretty normal stuff. Yeah. So he just doesn't send it. Doesn't send it. Doesn't send it. Doesn't send it. So I text him characters. I hasn't been started really. Like, I don't remember seeing him put pencil to paper <laughs> while we were there for four hours on the Friday night. But again, f- let it go. Yeah. Let it go. It's okay. <laughs> so he won't text me his character. Because he didn't do a character. Because he didn't do it, which is better than this. Yeah. What I got was, well, what are you going to use it for? What? Well, <laughs> I'm going to now, use it to destroy your sense now, of fun. I now, mean, okay. what else? I, I'm using this for blackmail as so, part of now, it. And, I'm, and I am, to in his defense, I am very, very much paraphrasing what he said. And I yeah. want to go. Okay, almost, you can hear it. But I, I was, the, if the gist of it is, what are you going to use it for? 
You're the game master yeah. of the game. I regularly ask to see people's character sheets. And it's not an accusation of cheating. It no. is sometimes. Well, but and we're talking D and D three point five. You're trying to balance things. Right. You kind of need to know what the numbers I to, are. I need to build encounters for a three point five D and D game that doesn't have traditional magic that doesn't allow clerics in the party because there is only one god in the world and that god is evil. That's wow. it. That's it. This is. Lord of the Rings, Sauron wins, Sauron has clerics, no one else does. Suck it, right? Mm. I mean, it's brutally, brutally ugly world, but it's about resisting evil. And so there's all this innate, cool magic and hope and beauty in the world that is trying to fight against this darkness, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that moment in the last episode of season one of True Detective, when they look up at the night sky and in Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey are having the conversation about the darkness taking over. And Matthew McConaughey, looking at all the little pinpricks of light, says it looks like the light is winning to me. Mm-hmm. Even in all this vast darkness, right? Those little pin, And I'm getting little goosey pimples talking about it because yeah. it's so beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. I love D&D. I love toy soldiers. I love fighting. I love this ugly, oppressive thing that you survive like my childhood, right? And I want to <laughs> run that D&D game. Yeah. <laughs> but huh. just shut up and send me the damn character sheet. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need to do. I don't need to be interrogated. And so cue ball comes over. Mm-hmm. We're talking. And cue ball says, you know, I tried to caution you that actor may not be into this. And I'm like, cue ball, what are you talking about? And cue ball says, well, I asked you a series of questions to kind of lead you to the water that you might want to drink that actor's not into this. And I was like, cue ball. I am not a smart person, which, (laughs) you know what? Let me rephrase that. I am a smart person. You are. My brain, however, I don't move with rapidity or alacrity like other people do. (laughs) When I have a conversation with the three of you, I can see just right now, just in your attentiveness, your brains operating and keeping up with what I'm saying. My brain doesn't do that. I need to analyze what mm-hmm. was done. Be- if I don't take a step back, do my you need re- to let it soak in so you have a full understanding right. of it before you engage. Because if you ask Tolkien mm-hmm. if there were good orcs and Tolkien didn't kill you, <laughs> I. I I mean, that's the level of stuff that we're talking about. But where are the good orcs in Lord of the Rings? Right. I just want to damn mind. Any which way. I know I've, I've sort of gone on, on a bit of a tangent. But cue ball, I say to him, I'm like, look, I need you to tell me very, very directly. One of the reasons I was never successful with women is because <laughs> I'm not cued into the subtleties of human interaction, Right. If a woman is interested in me, I need her to come and bite my earlobe, put her hand down my pants, <laughs> and tell me, oh, no uncertain, extremely vulgar terms, this is what she wants. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. So when Q-Ball says, well, I told you that this was going to be an issue, I was like, Q-Ball, you need to hit me over the head, right? right? You need to tell me directly, this is going to be an issue, and here is why. Please, my friend, be prepared for this issue. And he's like, all right, I got you. Next time, be blunt. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to hit me like a damn hammer. So if there's I, one thing that Brodor loves, it's blunt. Mm. It, oh, my gosh. Speaking of, man, I've been sober for three days straight. It's crazy. I don't <laughs> like it. I ran out of stuff on Sunday. My skin's crawling and my nerves are raw. The world is too bright and real. I do not like it. Sobriety 
sucks. I hate it. Any which way. So eventually I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because I talked to some friends who were over because we're playing Gloomhaven. Mm -hmm. Any which way. Q-Ball and I are talking. I'm like, I'm not sure what to do at this point because I don't want to react poorly. I cannot assume what he is thinking or feeling, right? My problem is, is that I don't know if I'm getting an honest answer from him when I broach these conversations. Mm -hmm. So what I've tried to do is just kind of massage it along and massage it along. But you're terrible at that. I am. (laughs) But I'm I'm trying to be better. So I have just not done anything. Right. Let it go for days and days and days recently this week. I was like, hey, so-and-so actor, is your character done yet? You know, can you send me, or mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, are you, are you finished? That's really all I did was yeah. just like, hey, are you finished? That's all I needed to know. And he's like, oh no, I'm not. So he finally sends it to me. And so I have it. Now I'm like, I know he's going to show up to the game. I know he's going to be there Friday. I am afraid that all of this tension and uncertainty has built up inside me. And and it's poisoned you. And it's poisoned me, right? So even if his behavior is awesome and he's Mm -hmm. in and he's loving the game, I'm the kind of person who I will put up with a lot until I'm done. Right. And once I've, I'm, I'm finished with you, I'm finished. I have no patience, no room. And it's, he's my buddy and I, I, I care about him and I know he's going through some hard stuff. I'm trying not to be selfish about it. But the method that you chose to handle this is what I would say is a good method. Except, and I don't mean this as an insult, you're really bad at it. Sure. No, no, no. Because like you were saying, you need people to be blunt with you. That also goes to stand that you need to be blunt with them. But So playing this sort of long game and trying to edge into the situation is just not something you have a lot of practice at. Well, when, and, here's a real catch-22 for you. You don't want to say something right then in the moment because you're already angry and that emotion is going to come out. But you've already said that you're the type of person that thinks about what was said and puts thought toward over time. Well, when you don't let that out, that's going to fester and grow into the well, anger until it comes. So, and that is why I'm here tonight, yeah. Wayne. So, so, <laughs> so get it out here. So, and that that is the crux of the problem that he's having, though, that I perceive is that what you told us with actor is an actor problem. Until you're so you're so right. Until you poisoned yourself, it's not an actor problem anymore. It might still be. You uh, don't know. I mean, the thing it's is, Schrodinger's actor. Here's the thing. <laughs> he uh, going off the information that was presented with. He's made a character and he's showing up. That is beyond the actual bare minimum that was defined that was needed. Yeah. So it is no longer an actor problem. It's a mic problem. Sure. And here's where I think that as a human being, I have matured Mm -hmm. because, you know, during the slamdemic, that's just all my wife (laughs) we do is we bang and talk. And I guess it's a pretty good relationship. But that only takes like a minute or so. Well, I mean, you know, she comes quick anyway. (laughs) So my wife says to me, she says, you know, the thing is, is that actor is an actor Mm -hmm. and he's not trying to piss you off. Right. He's not trying to hurt your feelings. He's not trying to irritate you. He recognizes in the two games that you have run recently that he has been, I shouldn't say recently because one of them took years, Mm -hmm. but in the, in the last two games that you have run, both of his characters have been in some ways a complication to the party and have not meshed with the party. Despite the fact that we've done zero sessions and 
there's just something about his perception of the world yeah. and about what I'm trying to do. And she's like, look, actor's not trying to upset you. He's not yeah. trying to get under your skin. He is trying to understand your vision so that he can participate in it. Well, he is looking at it like an actor and you're yeah. the director and he needs to understand your vision of the film before he can step out of his trailer but and, you guys and play. But you guys are having a communication problem. Right. I mean, the underlying foundation of this entire thing is actually great. He loves you. Right. He wants to be there with you. He wants to spend time with you. You love him. You want him to be there. You want him to spend time with you. That's fantastic. That is the foundation that you need to build on. There has just been a communication personality problem that is kind of making the structure a little unstable here. And it's challenging because we have this history, the last few years of gaming. I mean, literally his past two characters have been complicating to the games in some degree. Which is your from. Our interview that we right. had on your show right. is one of your big picadillos. Right. That is one of the big problems. I mean, I see two ways of dealing with this, but I'm not providing a solution. I don't know if I can. You have to drop your name. This the, the pain that's in your heart right now, the thing that's twisting you up, you have got to let it go. And not just like, oh, well, I let it go, but I'm still angry. Literally make it to where it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know how you do that. He has to do something as well. He's got to get on board that f***ing train. Right. Now, I, as you know, in our interview, I'm not really about that. Right. I think that the fact that you have that, not rails, but more of a metaphorical thing. It's like like you have a vision. Go listen. Everyone should go listen to this interview because we talk all about this. But I think that normally I would not suggest that somebody alter what they want out of a game to make things work. I think that there needs to be compromises on all parties. But the information that I'm presented with... He needs to get on board. It's like dating. Yeah. Dude, we just met this game. Yeah. We don't know what it is. You have an idea of who your character might be, but we don't know, right? This thing is going to change and exceed both of our expectations for what we want out yeah. of the game, at least I hope. But Well, I mean, is he playing like the game is set in a gunpowder factory and his character is a firebug. You know, it's no, 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 no. It's 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 nothing disruptive. Okay, well, it's it's nothing disruptive. I also like that. had the question because it's hard to tell because I'm trying to read between the lines of your excitement. Do you think that he is acting in good faith, but there's a negative outcome, or do you think he's not acting in good faith? I think he's acting in good faith, but our personalities clash. That's because the line of question you described, and I have a pretty good guess what the political issue was, sounds like it was a bit antagonistic. It, now, now, that may just be how I'm perceiving it. I wasn't there. Well, in everything, the entire tone was antagonistic. And what I'm trying to really suss out was, and this is the thing that I should say to him, but I don't want to hurt his feelings, is was it that day? Was it just, I had a bad day? Or is it a sentiment about the game? Is there something bigger going on? Do you not want to play? My impression is, is that he wants to socialize and be with friends. It doesn't have interest in the game. And that's actually normal. 
Yeah, I've had that happen a lot over the I years. I don't want that. No, no one right. wants if, that, if, but it's normal. I don't. Here's the <laughs> but thing. But no one wants it. <laughs> here's the other thing you need to ask yourself. You said memory came to you and said that he's had this experience with the last two games. Why? Um, and I think that may be a conversation you need to have with him ahead of time. Our past two games, you've had a character that you haven't had fun with because it's somehow not fitting with the setting or the other players. What do you need to have fun? Oh, well, I just want to be here and be with you guys. No, that's not what I asked. Yep. What do you need from the game to have fun? And if this is a continual thing, two campaigns, this exact same thing has happened, then it's going to happen. Again. There's either, yeah, so there's either a communication issue of you two just can't communicate on the same wavelength to get it, or there's an incompatibility in what he wants out of the game and what you want out of the game. I think that's that's a very significant thing that I had not considered is that how much of it is we have opposing play styles, mm-hmm. right? Well, and now he's bringing baggage of the last two campaigns into the game that you're bringing baggage of that one session into. Right. Everybody just needs to drop their shit. No, then that's in all of that is fair. But man, just intentions were raw. The whole room could feel it. It was so ugly that some of us discussed it days later after the fact. And everyone was like, boy, I expected you to do X, Y and Z. And I was like, but none of that did any good in the moment. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I felt like I wasn't myself because I didn't defend my vision or defend my opinion but i also think that i probably handled it better because i didn't just lash out well and you know what you're one person at the table there are other players that you've had this conversation with they came to you apparently said they had an issue with this right they need to put on their adult pants and yeah say something too. i was just thinking of the same thing like if they all see it and they all agree with it why are you alone oh now here gentlemen is something that i hadn't considered because i was so caught up in my own thing with actor that i didn't think about the obligations or responsibilities of the other people at the table to have my back because when actor started interrogating me my nemesis said hey actually mike that's a really good point some information about the last campaign maybe could have assisted actor in making a character that meshed better with the world and with the group. And I was like, okay, touche. But now nemesis needs to stand up and get my back on this. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree. Oh, okay. (laughs) I want to hear this before, because I was about to make some more comments, but I'm going to let you go first. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, this is a cheap debate tactic, by the way. If you it play. is, because it <laughs> makes other... me play my cards yeah, and you yeah. have time to think. <laughs> so the reason why I disagree with that, the central thesis of the other players should have stood up, they should have had your back, or they should have, if they had something to say, but they said two or three days later, why didn't they say it in the moment sort of thing, has to do with how you run a game. Okay. I've never gamed with you. Oh, but you, I can already see it in your eyes. You're right. I mean, I can see it in your face. Yeah. yeah. So again, I'm going to reference... An interview that he interviewed me on his podcast. Okay. Right? Yeah. And we talked a lot. It was a great interview. You're a great interviewer. I loved it. The last third of the interview wasn't about me. It was about Mike. Yes, Chad flips the script. I did. And so we talked about how you run a game and why you run a game and some of the problems you have with games. And you're like I said earlier, you're Piccadillos. Like a malevolent tyrant. Right. And And I know exactly what I said and I said it on purpose. Yeah. My perception with that information. I 
understand why your players didn't say anything. It's because that's your table. You're the king. It is your job in in that group, God, in that I, situation, I, I, to say these things. It is out of form for them to voice that, except later on to him on the side. Oh, guilty as charged. Well, now, now, should they have stood up and said anything? Yeah. Yes, they should have. You're right. They should have. But they're afraid of me. In you set the culture in, of the table. It's a culture of table. In a different group, they would have. Yeah. No, no, no God, you guys are so right. Well, My table's toxic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't. What's going? I don't know. I no, just the GM. No, <laughs> I use the word. Right? <laughs> well, the trains run on time. <laughs> I, well, I've played in games of yours, but they were like one shot con games. Yeah. I've never played an ongoing game, so I can't comment what the culture's like at your table. I do think, given the fact that we're only talking about two games, City so Play every other week, so that no, means- no, two campaigns. Yeah, so oh, we, two campaigns. Yeah, two campaigns. Yeah. So I thought you mentioned one. Cities. One game, had it not been for COVID, we'd probably still be playing. Okay. And the other game, mm-hmm. it ran to conclusion. Yeah, years. But I mean, the well, current I, issue you said is only two sittings deep. We've or? only sat down once. We've so, had okay. many so conversations on the on the All telephone. Right. All right. So just like with the game master. I mean, the players are going to have the same human struggles where maybe they need some time to really formulate and to test out and to create a reaction to this, an appropriate reaction to this, to process what's going on, to determine is this a one game he had a bad day or is this a pattern of behavior. So for them not to jump on this immediately, I think, is a fair thing. But the broader issue that I'm trying to say is that even if it takes a while, one of the really bad things my prior gaming groups did to me was they made everything the GM's responsibility. Right. If we needed to schedule, GM did that. We mm-hmm. needed a place, GM did that. You know, if we had to figure out food, everyone's like, GM, what are we doing for they food? They need their ass wiped, GM. Yeah, and there definitely came to be some points where things were going on and people would bitch to me. And because I'm the GM, it's as if I was in charge of the group. It's like, no, we are a council of equals. I just have a slightly different role than you do. That's why it's really nice having GM switch between different people in a group. In his group, there's no council of equals. Uh, yeah. No, Chad's absolutely right. Because I game master like Arlie Ernie in the in the first half of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> you will be at the game at six o'clock. You will come <laughs> fed. I will not have you eat at my table. Your pencils will be sharp. Your dice will be readable from behind my screen at a distance of at least 14 feet. <laughs> and see, that's kind of the crux of the story, yeah. too, is that the fact that he wasn't going to town on this guy for these behaviors meant he was okay with it. Maybe it meant he was okay with it. It was definitely a change. It's like you said, you know, it's like you're trying, you love the guy, right? You're trying to be more, well, adult. And and when, and when he said, well, what about good orcs? The fact that I didn't come across the table and break his teeth. That was the moment where I realized it's, it's teeth, teeth. Sorry. That is where I realized I made a mistake. Because had I done that, then everything would be status quo. There would be there would have been no interrogation about the world. Yeah. He would have picked up his teeth and we would have teeth. made characters. Teeth. Yeah. He would have picked up his teeth and we would have made characters. And that set the tone, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, you're you're right. right. I mean, this is a lot to do mm-hmm. with me and the precedent and the tone that I have set 
at the table over the course of many, many years. I would love to talk to one of Brodor's players at some point to find out what his table's really like. Because we've heard all the stories from Brodor. No one is harder on Brodor than Brodor. Right. Well, yeah, I, no, that's, a, that's I a, do take the souls a grain of salt. Yeah, well, no, that's well, but Chad's on to something, though. I mean, I think he's right. I think I do. You've made it well known. That's how you want to run the table. Right. Because I, I just I don't know. I just I'm, I don't know. I look at it like like I'm a showrunner. Right. And well, I remember in, in the interview, too, it is about the fear. Right. The gun is on the table because of the fear. And then it's like, you do this, you do that. Well, I want to do this. No. What if I just magnetize the gun under the table? Like, nobody knows it's there it's, but me. Because, it's like a safety blanket. Because, the, and in the interview, that's why I point out, the problem is not the fact that you have this metaphoric, sometimes literal, gun on the table. Yeah, I do, I've never actually game mastered right. with a gun on the table. The problem is that the reason why the metaphorical gun is on the table, and it, it is about fear and control. You have a vision you've made this group so that everything like dan was saying everything is on you you are responsible for their fun you're responsible for the the vision which is very very important to you that's actually a strength that's really cool is that you have this whole vision of how the game should be but it becomes a problem when there is deviation from the vision and that's where the issue comes in that's where the metaphorical gun is the the drill sergeant the the anger the drill sergeant the anger all that is not the problem it is a symptom of the problem problem is the fear it is the fear of deviating from the vision is the fear from disappointing yourself and disappointing your friends by allowing uncontrolled variables like actor to happen and the solution is to let it go it's very easy to say. It's not easy to do. It's to care a little bit less, to give them more freedom, to relax more, and to let them more contribute to There's the game. two parts to that equation, though. But it's very difficult. Is when you as a game master are being asked to tend every aspect right. or part of the game, mm-hmm. and regardless of how we got here, whether yes. it was personal yes. insecurity, oh, the, group That train is in that stage. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Because he wasn't from. asked to do that. He said, I am doing this and right. you have no choice. But, but regardless of how yeah. that occurred, we're there now. Yeah. And when you have been made responsible for everything, the only way you even have a prayer of delivering that is to have complete control of every cog in the machine. Yep. And, which is one and of, you'll never have. Which is which, which is one well, of then, your then, problems. Yeah, yeah which is then, then the table needs to pick, right? Either I have control of every cog no. in the machine or I don't. See? That's the gun. <laughs> well, right. The gun is not the problem. You have to take a step back. Well, the gun is a symptom. I was just gonna say that the second part to that, and these are not gonna happen simultaneously anywhere but a perfect world that doesn't exist. There's gonna be some delay between A and B. But I think what needs to happen is you need to unpucker some control mm-hmm. and they need to step up and take yeah. some responsibility and accountability, which is so hard own. to do for both parties because you've been like this for so long and they have been like this for so long. And it's a matter of trust, right? It's a matter of you trusting them to not f- everything up, which, which, which I don't, which you don't. And then it's a matter of trust for them to say, okay, well, I'm going to do something that interests me that deviates from the vision, don't pick up that fucking gun. <laughs> I mean, it's brinksmanship, right? It's it's a Mexican standoff. You're staring at each other, and I'm so sorry to say this, it's going to come down to you. Dan, you're right. Too much is put on the GM. In this case, it's going to be GM leadership that does it. 
you have to make an opportunity, invite them to deviate from the vision in a way they know they are deviating from, and you're just going to have to let go. You're just going to have to let them do it so that they know you won't come down. And I see the look on your face because you know how hard it is going to be for you to do that. You're right. Have any of these players ever run? Oh, gosh, golly. Yes, yes, no, no, no. Has Actor ever run? Oh, yeah. Okay. A lot. Okay. 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 Yeah. No, no, no. He's a very experienced game master. So, yeah. I mean, he's so run. So, he may also have control issues. He, Absolutely. Yeah. He's run a variety of different games, uh, games that I have played in, uh, games that my other friends have played in. Three out of the five people, or excuse me, I should say my nemesis, actor, and myself. So, out of the six people at the table, half of us have mm-hmm. a lot of experience running games. The other half of the table, have a lot of experience playing mm-hmm. games, but it's not one of the non game master players right. that, that I have an issue okay. with. So it is somebody who knows what it's like to be behind right. the screen. Yeah. They know how hard it is. They know how, how much effort so, it is. They know how much heart goes into it. They may be wanting to run the game themselves and aren't happy about being I'm a player going, right now. Yeah, I've got a question along those lines and the question on its face is really dysfunctional but i'm not asking it for reasons of dysfunction i'm asking it to get a better understanding of actor when he or she uh, so he he, because when he runs games would he want the same kinds of things you're asking for would he accept the sort of behavior he is doing at his own table and i realize that sounds antagonistic but i'm trying to understand what his yeah, perspective the, is on gaming. You want to know yeah. the perspective. You're not trying to set up a gotcha. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to set up a, well, he's doing it to you, and you, he oh. wouldn't allow you to do it to right. him, so F him. Hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to understand what his... What's his GMing style? Yeah. So to answer your question about how would he respond, or would he, how, you know, would he want the same kind of behavior, honestly, I don't know. And the reason I say that is, is that when he ran a game for this group, no one did that, right? Like yeah. we, you know, we had a zero session we sat down we talked about our characters, we talked about the world, but no one had a third degree itinerary that they wanted to go down, right? That didn't happen. I'm sorry, Chad, what was your question? Oh, what's his? Oh, what's his game? He's very open to the contributions and mm. opinions of other people and you know the the players at the table, their characters, their interests, etc. So I mean, he's a, a good storyteller, and I think that he does a fine job of managing the table. I think that he's way more loose and open yeah. with what characters are and should be, and I think things kind of get off the goofy crap meter. But that's just a matter of my taste. Right. It's my flavor. It's not my vision. So yeah. I just let it go. And he may be trying to get you to run more like him. Yeah, he might have, there might be an element or style of story that he wants that... Because we may not be dealing with one issue here. Right. There may be a lot of baggage of all different kinds. You've got your summer baggage, your winter baggage, (laughs) that are all mixed together to create you being angry at your table. Yeah. No, and it's true. I usually don't have these kinds of issues with players. And your underwear is all mixed up with his underwear, and it's all, it's a mess. Because 20 years ago, I I was like, you're too much trouble. Right. You're fired. 
we're getting replaced. Yeah. We're going to get a new employee in here that does what they're told. And so, that's that. But I don't want to, I don't, no, that's not well, right. That and, behavior's not good. It's not I, mature. And the reason why you were like that, and it, it's good that you're trying to move away from it, but I, I get it. I get why you were like that because you talk about how, how much of yourself you put into a game. It's not just prep work, right? right? You do a lot of prep work. You have the models. You have them right. painted. You it's come up with the art. It is, yeah. it is something that you have produced. It is a you magic spend, and sacred thing. You spend weeks bleeding into this game before you even have a single session or sit down with your players. And you put so much of yourself and emotion into You've run these games for years. And you really want them to be real and good and fantastic. And then that's where you run into the problem. It is a virtue to do that. It, we talk about how it's a virtue to do that. The more I think about it over time, over the years, the more I think it's not a virtue to sink that much of yourself into a game. Like like your game, Stan, you sink so much into it. And you run not them for years. Not as much as I used to. Not, not as much as you used to. Yeah. And, but I'm, you know, people grow and people get better and yeah. stuff. The reason why I think it's not a good idea to bleed that much of your heart into a game is for what you're going through now is when there is deviation from the vision. It is not the game getting messed up. It is a personal attack on you, even though it isn't. Well, even if you don't perceive it as a personal attack, it's It's a personal attack on the art. Well, it's the undoing of a lot of work. Right. And that's, I think, I don't know how Brodor is, but that's how... I perceived it was yeah. not that. Why it was did I do all of this work? If exactly. you're just going to play something that, okay, now pause. Why am I doing all this work? If you're going to play something that you have fun with is well, what the reality of it in is. In some cases was intentionally well, or, disruptive. So to but, me, that's a totally different thing right, right. because that's a personal attack. That has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. I mean, that's um, dysfunctional. That, that's somebody being a dick. Yeah. And there was plenty of dysfunction to spread around, but if we say uh, there's no dysfunction at my table, I don't allow it. <laughs> so if we say Which that, is possibly the most Freudianly dysfunctional thing that I have if, ever heard. If we say though the, the central thesis here is you love this man and this man loves you and you're good friends and you want to be together, the foundation is solid. There is not a, a personal attack there. There is you squeezing blood from your heart into this game, and there is him who is not taking it as seriously as you. And then there are your players and man, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I don't think your players, the ones who are in line that, that are kind of on the train. I don't think that they are as into the game as you are. Oh no, without, there's no dispute. Absolutely. no. You have just beaten them down to give the response that you need. <laughs> See, this is such an inversion that, of what I went not, through that it's starting to sound like that, promised land. That's, <laughs> you just that's need to not all what I meant. Right. But I understand. And again, I'm not there. I don't know. But I don't think anyone has ever been into a game that I've run as much as I have. Right. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is that it's important to me and it's not important to them or it is important to them. But for very different reasons. You, you need- I would say that is normal, but I've seen many, many games where yeah. the players are way more into it than the GM. And I've run games where I've been more into it than the players, we've, and I've taken it personally. Yeah, We've had that with Dan before, Yeah, where we are really into the game, but Dan wanted us to be something. 
but he said you can be whatever you want and so we were which is a lie the big yeah, lie, yeah. The big yeah. lie. we were yeah, and then we lie. really yeah. get into the game yeah. but he's not getting what he needs out of it and it's a chore for him to run the game for us who's really excited about it yeah and the only solution for players in that situation or game masters in that situation is you either care less or you care the same amount but don't care about the consequences. That's where I need to be. And that's where you're trying to go. Because me as yeah. a person, I, I mean, the damage is done. Right? You're like, never going to I, care I, less I, about I, it. You're, I, you're only going to care more. Every game I've yeah. ever run, and this is going to sound so stupid because it's just a game, but every game I've run in the last 15 years, mm. right, I have tried to be a better game master yeah. Than the last game. Now I should I probably probably believe it. I should challenge myself to do that as a PC, not just as a GM. Mm-hmm. But I really try to make every game better than the last. And I try to find an area that I can improve upon and carry that improvement to the next game. Right. But if the players aren't giving that level. Watch well, I just gotta do it for me, right? Yeah. Like I yeah, can't exactly I need That's to, the solution. I, I need to do the things that I do and the preparation and the obsession and the meditation. I mean, I literally, I'll just sit on the floor and cross my legs and close my eyes and think about the game world just because it needs to be real to me. So when actor comes in and he is not at that crank it to 11, a level that you are, that's fine. If he does something that disrupts the group, that's not your problem. You need to communicate with your group and make it their problem for them to solve. So what do you intend to do? I think that I need to sit down and talk to him because I think... Oh, no, no, no. no. We don't talk to people. No, no, hold on, hear me out. We just do in our juices. I think think what I need to do is uh, I'll have him over, we'll load up the bong, and we'll listen to this episode. (laughs) How do you feel? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm totally not talking about you on this episode, yeah. but what would you do if you were? Yeah, because he would be like, he would be like, well, I'm actor and I'm the person who asked about good orcs. So <laughs> he would know. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not yeah. idiots. They're smart people. Way smarter than me. But I think what I need to do, I think he cares more about the story and about the art mm-hmm. than anyone else at the table besides me. Okay. Awesome. I, I, I really do believe that. I think what it is, is because we have such vastly different life experiences Mm -hmm. and opinions and views of the world. I think maybe I'm not as patient with him as I could be. No, (laughs) but but by no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I guess because he's annoying. It's annoying. Not him. He's not annoying. But you're he's not annoying. You are being annoyed. Yes, 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 yes. And I am easily annoyed. Yes. All right, well, there we go. We've solved my problem. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm a, let's see, I'm a tyrant. I run yes. a toxic table. Um, no, you're toxic. My, I'm toxic. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrible. My players fear me. This is all your fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm basically an abusive GM. Yes. But, no, I, but it, that's not a bad thing. But, but okay, it's how it, you were raised. Okay, hold, it, You're right. Hold it on, is. Hold on. Time out. We're being realistic here. So obviously there's some problems. If there were no problems, we wouldn't be able to list these couple of things here. But the thing is, list some positive stuff. Oh, sure. Here's here's what's positive. Actor and I were going through all this stuff. I'm super pissed off. I'm irritated. So I look over at law school and I'm like, law school. So your background, he's like, I don't care. Law school. What about this? (laughs) Well, whatever, man. Uh, Whatever. 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 Oh, no. How about this? How about this? So you got to... 
with law school, I will take I gotta, five actors over a law I gotta, school. I got to pull day. things out of. Yeah. Ah, but see, here's where I knew I understood law school because we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. I'm pulling. I'm, I'm trying to get threads out of him. I'm trying to kind of understand him and what he's looking for out of this game. And then when we're all wrapped up, he's like, "Kick ass." Next game session, we can start killing orcs. I was like, that I can work with. <laughs> wanton bloodlust. Yeah. I can work with wanton bloodlust. By positives, though, <laughs> other than bloodlust, I mean, the thing is, you have a table where people showed up yes. in person on time because they wanted fed. to play a game that you were going to yes. run. That's a positive. Right. You have a vision for your game. I mean, you care about this story. Like you said, you just sit there and you think about this story and stuff. Yeah. There are game masters who do not and cannot do that. And I'm not talking like improv people like me where I pull it out of my ass. Because actually, I don't do that. I, I actually just don't come with nothing. I think about the game over the course of the week. But that is a positive. If that, actor didn't care, actor wouldn't have asked any of the questions. Maybe actor's in a bad mood. Maybe it's a bad day. Maybe he just had a lot of questions. But if he didn't care, he wouldn't have asked questions at and, all. And if you look at the situation, I am already on edge because I feel a responsibility incorrectly that I have to control and run and be responsible for the entirety of the table. Well, and so it's, he, it's not incorrect. It's correct. But it's a problem you made. Yeah, sure. sure, sure. So, OK, yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. But basically, yeah, he he showed I don't know. I just brought, are you seriously? And I, this is a different topic for a different show. You really ought to try running a West marches game. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and I, this is not a, this is not a ploy to get, this him is in not a, it's like, well, he's actually supposed to already be in yeah. it. He just won't show up on time. It's, fed, it's fair. No, it's, it's <laughs> he's the biggest I, hypocrite. I, I, no, no, it's totally true. It's totally, totally true. I am so opposite when it comes yeah. to being a player and being a game master. Yeah. And, and I mean, we could do an episode about why that, I don't know. It's born to the audience, but I, actually, I, I think that, Something you said earlier really struck me, and this is actually nothing to do with what you're saying here at the moment, sorry. It just struck me as really great view of things. Over the course of years of running games, you have been trying to become a better game master each time you run. You have also identified in yourself that when you play, you may be a better game master than you are a player. Oh, you buy billions. But you said you need to apply that logic when you play. You want to become a better player each time you play. That's phenomenal. How long have we been doing this podcast and we've never... It's like, here, do this and do this thing and it works. Here's a problem. Here's the solution. Do this thing. It's good advice. Not once since 2006 have any of us at this table said, you know what? Let's just get better. I'm going to run this game and next time I run a game, I'm going to be better at it. I'm going to play this character and the next character I play is going to be better. I mean, that's the advice right there, yeah. right? And uh, never have we said it. You said it. Well, th- this is why I was suggesting West March is because it's a useful exercise in the same way like football players running tires is wow. a useful exercise. It's not per se that it's directly relevant to the game There's no being tires played. on football field. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's not directly related to the game, but it teaches you principles and strengthens muscles that are necessary to the playing of the game. What West Marches does, at least my experience thus far, has been it forces the players to step up a lot 
in terms of their creative involvement and forces you to unpucker and relinquish a lot of control that you would have even in an otherwise healthy game because of the fact that it's like, look, here's this broad world and I might be creating plot hooks, but if you guys cannot tell me who you are, what you want or where you're going, there is no game. And I've been very lucky in that this group has done an outstanding job straight out of the gate. In fact, at times they're probably giving me a few too many ideas, but it definitely flips that balance of power and not only forces you to let go as a GM, it really makes it clear that the responsibility is on the players. You can't sit back and passively consume. The story is something you have to go to. It's not something that's coming to you. I mean, maybe in the first session because they need some sense of what's going on in the world. I mean, otherwise, just be like, well, I don't know, might as well go pee in the fountain and see what the town guard does. And <laughs> so you got to give them something to start with. She but once, begs you. But once, yeah, they'd look at you and say, nice cock. And you'd pet your chicken. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but once you're rolling, I mean, they have to take some investment. They cannot just sit there and be a passive consumer. Or, yeah. You're you going to see that a lot in Blades in the Dark, too. I yeah. hope. Where as players, I am very limited as a game master in Blades in the Dark and any Powered by Apocalypse world. You know, I create uh, the situation and such, but it's you guys interacting that is going to be determining what is happening. Like an example I gave to Dan when you were looking at that physical ability is I say a guy got shot. He got shot in the face and he's dead. Dan goes over and he uses his physical ability and says, no, that's not what killed him. That's on me to make that work. Yeah, yeah there's a bowl hole in his head. That's really interesting. That totally deviates from the vision of that scene. And if you have to have that control of the scene where, no, I need that guy to have been shot in the head, then you just got to roll with it, man. And it's for me, it's easy. And I don't know why it's easy. I, I don't know what I can tell you to say, oh, well, you just think of it this way or do this way. I don't know why. And I could see someone like you this being very difficult. And that, that's a kind of a far extreme, too. But I think that you kind of need to let go a little bit and let your players have a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, my first few Band of Blades games, because yeah. that was the first Forge in the Dark game, yeah, or yeah. Power, blah, blah, blah. It's the first game of that style I had run. I was, I was lost. I was like, what do you mean yeah. I don't roll to hit? Right. You don't get dice. Yeah. It was alien. You don't pass out experience. They decide. Yeah, no, that, well, so all of the bookkeeping aspect, door. I love that. Because then yeah. I can just focus on here's the world. Here is the, yeah. uh, the, the, the list the of vision. truths or the what's really going on document. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can go and play and I don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. No, I think that's very interesting. On a different note, here's one place in this situation where I would say that I have grown as a person and as a game mm -hmm. master is that I did not get angry right. and yell at him. And I, I didn't say, Oh gosh, golly, we have to move day. Sorry. You can't play <laughs> that day. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's true. You have graduated from passive aggressive to aggressive aggressive. I have, so. I have graduated yeah. to aggressive and aggressive, but more importantly, that is, pro that is I, progress. I've taken a step back to just to try to be rational and yeah. to vent this stuff to other people. Yeah. We're not 16 anymore. Yeah. We don't yeah. have to yell at each other 
over a role-playing game. No, you just we'll do that over... to a podcast that he could download and listen to. Yeah, well, you Maybe know, but... that would be a good thing. So, well, here's <laughs> the thing, though, is that if he did that and then he brought it up to me, I think that he would do it, especially considering my tone mm-hmm. toward the end of the episode. I, I think that he would be reasonable. I, I, yeah. I think that our relationship and communication may be improved for it. But I think the thing to do is just sit him down and say, look, I was frustrated with you. Here's why I was frustrated. It's not fair to you mm-hmm. because your motivation was pure. Right. I just didn't care for your tone. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably should have taken a step back at that moment and said, I'm sorry, actor. You know what? I should have looked at it from your perspective. Even though your tone bothered me, your intention was was pure. And mm-hmm. let me take a step back and say, okay, what are you getting at? Why? What do you need from me? Obviously, there's something that you're not getting that you want from me that I need to provide. Help me understand. Yeah. You know, hmm. that's probably what I should do is just pull him aside well, and talk to him. Absolutely. And it's it's a two way street. It's like you got to take a step forward. He's got to take a step. Somebody's got to take a step forward first. And right. But the moment he says, I just want to hang out. I don't want to play d and I don't like d and I'm going to be like you mf I asked you this question <laughs> 15 effing times and you are on board. Hmm. But the way I and. This is this is not advice to you. This is me putting myself in your chair. I would just look at him and go, well, I, and I don't want to play D&D, but I just want to hang out. I'm like, cool, man. Then you're hanging out. Your Some character's, your character's <laughs> not going to be very important. Right. I'm not really going to integrate too much in plot. And you got to promise me not to be the firebug in the ammunition factory. Well, that's what law school is going to do. Law school <laughs> is not going to interact socially. Their character is going to have low charisma See, score. That's the thing is like law school is the problem law for school. me. Law school <laughs> 20 actors because they fucking care. Law school, but law school does care. They just care about killing, killing orcs. Right. Now, here's the thing. I can roll with that because I can give actor and nemesis and cue ball yeah. and the chef everything that they want and the different balances they want because actor doesn't want a lot of fight. Right. Fair. But Nemesis and Cue Ball, they, they want some wanna, fight. They want some blood. Chef gets, she gets a big old lady boner for killing stuff. Right. Right. So, so do I have one of these Secret Service nicknames? I thought you were going to say, do I have a lady boner? And no. then <laughs> if you have an enormous lady boner, as I go around from actor to law school, right, literally mm-hmm. clockwise around the table, I just want to know what more my code combat. Name is. Right. <laughs> Right. I just want to know what my code name is. So I don't have code names for everybody because I was thinking about, and I'm not trying to plug my show, but if I do this video journal thing, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to use anyone's real names. So I uh, have Nemesis, mm-hmm. Q-Ball, Chef. I, you know, actually, don't listen to all of this. The fact that you have someone at your table you call Nemesis yeah. might be the first sign of dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his title for me. I am his nemesis. Uh, I think I've talked about him on the show before. Uh, probably. Yeah, we're basically, he used to come to the fantasy shop when he was a little kid, and he was a super intelligent, mm-hmm. fat prick. And <laughs> he treated people mean. Oh, you're talking and, about me? And he bullied <laughs> people. And so, and this is not right of me, because he's like 13. I just mean to him. Yeah. Like mean. Like to the point where 
you know, when he became an adult, he lost a bunch of weight and joined the military mm-hmm. and bettered himself. And <laughs> now his sole purpose in life is to make me suffer for abusing him as a child. And so I am his nemesis. So are all of these nicknames things that you just do because you're talking about them on a podcast? Yes. Or are they nicknames that you just came up with? No, they're just nicknames I came up with that, you know, well, nemesis has always been nemesis. But most of them I just came up mm. with so I could talk about them on the show and not out people publicly. Huh. Yeah. You would be Paraclete. Okay. <laughs> no, I like that. that right. one, I can live with nice. that one. Let's see. Paraclete. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to put my big boy pants on and Good. be an adult and okay. it's difficult and I don't like it. And I don't have the courage or discipline to be a real writer, but that's probably mm-hmm. what I should do instead of being a game master. Or in addition to. Yeah. Mm, nah, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, if there's any takeaway from any of this, it's you two are friends. You're going to do a few bong rips and you're going to talk about it. That's a good call. If you actually follow through and do it. And don't just say you're going to do it and then wait until the game. Yeah, no, 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 no. Actually game. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that I should. I definitely should talk to him about it since I've got it off my chest and I've got a Mm -hmm. pretty good head wrapped around it. And how I should have interpreted his intentions instead of inferring that he was being a jerk. Right. Cool. I think we're going to wrap this one up. I might link to Chad's interview on Brodor's show over. Can I say, though, just real quick, and I'm not trying to you I'm not trying to ride Fear the Boot Coattails. No, but dude. I, I, the, so why we game um, has had a spike in listenership recently. I mean, not huge numbers, but the percentage spike, the cool. jump has been very large. Good. You know, we're talking like it's increased by like 50% nice. per episode, which is, again, not a lot. But any which way, I know that there are Fear the Boot listeners out there that are following my show because of Fear the Boot. And I just want to say thank you yeah. to you guys for letting me plug it, but also more importantly to the audience for mm-hmm. listening to me bloviate. Well, I'll tell you two things on that topic. One is we've or I have at least internally flagged your show as Modor because <laughs> if people want Mo Brodor, that's where they go. Oh, nice. So go more Brodor. If you want the bro Rogan of gaming, as Dan put it. <laughs> oh, he did. We're sitting in my house and he's like, he's like, Jesus Christ, you've got this studio. Actually, Dan would never say that. But Dan's like, my gosh, you've got this studio set up in your house. You've got weed sitting here all over the table. What are you like, bro Rogan? <laughs> Seriously, it does look like oh, yeah. whatever you think of Joe or as a person or his podcast. That's not the point here. Where he records really does look a lot like the space that Wayne's next. Wayne's Wayne's the next for the boot host I want to have on. So yeah, be sure to check the show notes for a link to Brodor's show. And like I just said, if you want Mo Brodor, and it is good content. It is. He's. I love what he's doing over there. Thanks, man. And I actually think I was probably the worst interview he did. Dude, you were great. Because it's like an industry show. Yeah, well, so, and I didn't talk about the industry at all. Well, so so here's the. <laughs> but here's, that's there's a thing we don't do on this show, or certainly don't do much, which is the who of gaming. Yeah, and that is something that Brodor is doing over there, and so his show. It's not like it's more fear the boot with Brodor moderating instead of me. It's a very complimentary show to yeah. fear the boot because very, we talk about. The hows and whys, where he talks a lot about the who's. Yeah, I just want to know you. I yeah. just want to know your and gaming thing. And if you're good enough to game with really you. talk. That's really what this is about. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a recruitment. It's, yeah, it's an interview thing. show. It's not yeah. interviewing to get to know you as a professional. 
do you deserve to be at my table? So it's really the question. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.